0: This is According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell, McPherson's sports talk show.
1: This is my house! This is my house! I'm taking
0: over! Okay? Steve and A and the crew! Listen Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBB or online at midkansasonline.com.
1: Touchdown! It's a Sammy Watkins Palooza! Touchdown, Kansas City!
0: According to Jim is your home for the McPherson Bullpups.
1: Touchdown, Bullpups! No flags on the play! It is 99 yards right up the seam! The big play threat from a season ago does it again!
0: Everything happening in the sports world.
1: Personal to 69. Offense, who's giving them the
2: business.
0: And even some things not happening in the sports world.
2: I tell you, I thought this morning I wasn't going to make it to this (laughs) afternoon. I haven't had many mornings like that in a long time.
0: Now it's time for According to Jim. Here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell.
3: Let's do this thing. Another edition of According to Jim right here on 96.7 FM, KBBE. Or for those of you listening online... Worldwide at midkansasonline.com. <laughs> Excuse me, I'm Jim Joyner. Joining me as always, the most popular man in the entire city of McPherson, Mr. Steve Sell. Steve, good afternoon.
2: Good afternoon, and while you are dragging, you have been up since, what, Four o'clock this morning. Had to do Mark in the Morning for today. A little early. Yeah, so you're kind of running on fumes right now.
3: There aren't many left. There's not a whole lot left in the tank.
2: Well, you're going to do something this afternoon. It's one of my favorite pastimes.
3: What is that? Get a nap. Oh, I do need a nap this afternoon.
2: (laughs) Well, you got to do it again tomorrow, too.
3: Yeah, that's true.
2: Is is tomorrow the last day?
3: I sure hope. Okay. I sure hope Mark doesn't ever, like, leave for a month. (laughs) Or else I'm going to teach you how to do this. Uh,
2: I don't touch that board. I'm allergic to it. I break out in a rash.
3: That's true. Steve, did you enjoy your weekend
2: of football? Great weekend. Just a great weekend. Uh, 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 Shortened game on Friday. Bullpups big win over Abilene. No doubt about her. We saw just a fantastic game Saturday night with McPherson College. Yeah. Bulldogs getting their first win of the year. and Man, did they change their identity overnight. That was just a, you know, we can talk about that at some point, but they changed their identity on Saturday, resulted in the first win of the Jeremiah Fiscus here. And you and I both agree, Jeremiah Fiscus, he knows what he's doing. Yeah. He, he has got that program heading the right direction. It may not show this year, but I think next year the Bulldogs are going to be a program that are going to be reckoned with in the KCAC. It doesn't take much, you know, to go from the bottom to the top. Bethel has proven that this year. I think Bethel won like two or or three games last year. They could possibly win the conference championship. And then on Sunday we saw the rousing comeback by the Kansas City Chiefs. They did not play well. But this tells you, you know, they're a good team because when they bring their C-minus game, it was still good enough to win. And then, of course, the big news, St. Louis Cardinals clinching. Yeah. The National League Central, I'm sure big every, day for you. I'm sure everybody's excited about my beloved Cardinals making the playoffs and they don't have to play a play-in game.
3: Well, Steve, let's start with the Kansas City Chiefs and their win yesterday afternoon. Number one, a really long game. Did you notice that?
2: It was like a ESPN uh, Three game in the KCAC.
3: It was like three and a half hours. Yeah, and without overtime, that is really, really, really long. Well, one reason
2: is Patrick Mahomes had so many incompletions and kept stopping the clock.
3: Eighteen of them. Right. The thing that impressed me the most about yesterday, kind of like you mentioned, the Chiefs brought about a C plus effort to that game. Offensively, I really didn't think they were any good at all. And you look at the box score, and they still put up four hundred and forty yards. I thought that they were not able to really move the ball on the ground and still put together 123 yards. Patrick Mahomes doesn't pass for a touchdown, and they still win. And the thing that amazed me the most about yesterday is when the Lions decided to go ahead and take the lead. They're up with two and a half minutes to go. The sky is falling. It's Detroit 30, Kansas City 27. I didn't have any doubt. What the yeah, Chiefs what were about said. to do. You
2: said yesterday, I have no there doubt. There was
3: no doubt in my mind. Yeah, that's what you said. What the Chiefs were going to do once they got the ball. They were going to drive down the field. They
2: were going to score a touchdown. My only fear was that they were going to score too quick. Yeah. Now, did you think Detroit kind of helped them out there at the end calling those timeouts? Yeah, time they outs? should not have
3: been calling timeouts. I, I,
2: I mean, they were either going to win or lose the game right there. Why they were calling timeouts, all that did was settle down the Chiefs and let them get in the huddle. One, it allowed them to be able to run the ball. Right, exactly. They didn't have to hurry. There was no rush. And remember what I said about Matt Patricia. I thought he'd be the first NFL coach to be on the hot seat. That's changed now. Jay Gruden, obviously, at Washington. He's going to be the first coach fired. But uh, uh, the Lions, I will say, were much better than I thought they were. And, uh, of course, that Kansas City defense, they can make a lot of people – who don't have a running game, look real good. Because the Lions have been the worst team, basically, in the NFL about the last five years running the football. And it was like they were running against air at times. I think, what the Lions have, like 175 yards rushing? 186. 186. This is a Lions team that generally gets about 50 or 60. And they were getting about eight yards of pop on the ground. And we have a new toast in the secondary. whoo Ooh. Is it Javarius or Javarius? His name is Charvarius. Charvarius Ward. He has taken the place of guys like Terrence Mitchell, Stephen Nelson, Marcus Cooper. He is the new whipping post in the secondary for opposing teams to attack because he did not know where the ball was every time it was in the air. They absolutely torched him. He was butter on toast. Steve, the one thing that I wanted to talk about today and harp
3: on is something that we talked about a couple of weeks ago, and that is this Chiefs defense. Although they did come up with a couple of nice stops and and a couple of forced turnovers that really changed this game, we're back to the same problem. What do you want to do as a Chiefs team? Where do you want to be? Well, we want to make it to the Super Bowl. We want to get past New England. Yesterday showed me this team is no different than it was last year. Great, high-powered offense, but when you get up against a pretty good quarterback, you can't stop him. And those turnovers down near the goal line, and then Detroit also settled for a field goal, I think, on the first or second drive of the game. Detroit moved the ball all game. How they many were punts? They you were got, down the stab, there with, the, with the the a chance to front? score almost the entire game. I don't even remember Detroit. They had three punts. I don't even hardly remember him punting. But And, and we've said it a couple of times, well, they got to come up with stops. And as long as they hold the opponent... Under 30, the Chiefs have a really, really good chance to win, even on a down day, and we, we saw that. Detroit scored 30. But what we keep saying is the Chiefs have to make an improvement somewhere on the defense. And At some place, they have to make an improvement. And, it,
2: and to me, it doesn't look any different. Or and if we're I was, going to
3: have the same result happen. If
2: I was an opponent, I'd never throw the ball once. They could run... They can get six and seven yards every time on first down. But the one thing I took away from this game, like you said, a C-plus game, Patrick Mahomes, by his standards, that may have been the worst game of his career, and he still throws for 315 ridiculous yards, no interceptions. But was it just me, or did it seem like he was very skittish when he dropped back? He was getting rid of the ball a little quicker than he normally does. He was trying a lot of kind of lollipop lob passes. But there's a couple times he threw the ball falling back because I think he is tired of getting hit because he is getting
3: beat up this year. Do you know how many times he was sacked yesterday? Probably none. Zero. That's
2: because he gets rid of the ball so quick.
3: So the other thing that impressed me the most and was the biggest takeaway for me, besides them having to improve somewhere defensively in order to have a chance against a team like New England, is Patrick Mahomes on the final drive of the game. Like I said... I knew what was going to happen, but they didn't do it the same way that they have won games like that in the past by throwing an 80-yard touchdown pass right. to Tyreek Hill where he just burns through everybody. Maybe the most calm and precise drive of Patrick Mahomes' career, knowing the game is on the line, taking him right down the field and converting and the, on fourth down say, and rushing to, for a big first down. Right,
2: they had to, they had to convert on fourth down. But one thing, here's the great takeaway from this game. They're 4-0, 3 and 0 on the road. They've right. only, they've only played one home game. So, I mean, they, they always say to win your to win in the NFL to be a powerhouse, you got to win basically all your home games, maybe go 7 and 1 and split on the road. You go 7 and 1 at home and you split on the road, that's 11 and 5. That'll get you in the playoffs every single year. You go 8 at home, 8-0 at home, 4 and 4 on the road, that's 12 wins. That will win you the division every year and get you probably a home field game.
3: Steve, you know what has happened almost my entire childhood? Is Tom Brady or Peyton Manning, I might even throw big Ben into this conversation. My entire life, I have watched games where those guys have been given the football, down three, down one, down six, down seven, late in the game, and they have driven down the field and scored. They have driven down the field and produced. And that's what great quarterbacks do. It's not just about the highlight passes. It's not about no-look throws to Travis Kelsey. It's about being able to deliver in the clutch. Excuse me. And you talked about a couple weeks ago saying, well, the Chiefs are just so good right out of the gate they come out and pop you for 30 points and you don't know what happened. But yesterday was Patrick Mahomes' statement of, I'm elite. I can drive us down the field. I can execute on fourth down. I can execute at the goal line. And didn't do it in a flashy way. He was able to be precise and execute and win this game and escape from Detroit with a huge win.
2: And he's human. He proved he was human because until that last drive, he was barely completing 50% of his passes. Steve, have you heard a couple people say this in the
3: last three weeks, saying something along the lines of, why don't the Chiefs just trade Tyreek Hill for Jalen Ramsey or some elite defensive player? And the thing that I have responded to with that is, I think Tyreek Hill is the one that really makes this team dangerous. And, of course, Mahomes is the, the big reason, and yeah. Travis Kelsey's very good. But I think that Tyreek Hill is the X factor. I do, too. That when he is on the field, he makes this team almost unstoppable. And yesterday was the first time that we really saw that, that they couldn't really go to anybody else besides Kelsey. And Sammy Watkins had three catches for 54 yards. Yeah, fumble. Ye- Yelder didn't even know who that guy was. The yep. third tight end on the roster makes a couple yep. catches early on. You throw in McCall Hardman, who had two catches. Byron Pringle stepping in and making maybe the most important and, catch of and the game. And he didn't
2: fumble. He took a shot that he could have fumbled but Demarcus
3: like, Robinson, I didn't think he was very yeah, good yesterday. Yeah. I think Tyreek Hill's the one that, when healthy and when going, the Chiefs are a completely different team.
2: That's because he's so unique. I mean, he is he is so explosive. And just think of this. By the time he comes back, let's face it, at the midseason point, NFL teams are pretty beat up. I mean, they get a bye week in there, but they're beat up. Tyreek Hill is going to come back having not – been beat up for about six weeks he's going to have fresh legs can you imagine him running by defenders they're going to be they're going to be like standing still when he goes by them steve fun chiefs win yeah. we have a lot of things to talk about this week and i think they're the sunday night game this week they right? are the sunday indianapolis night game. colts you got who it. lost to the raiders at home somehow uh, wow did
3: you, did you see the news on Vontez? perfect he got kicked out of another game he got suspended for the rest of the season. Did that was he really? the big news today. Oh,
2: I haven't seen. Well, see, I, I was uh, napping, but <laughs> for, for Vontes, headhunting. hunting. Vontez Burfet is just—he's an assassin. I mean, he's—he's he's like a hired assassin in shoulder pads. All he wants to do is inflict pain. The guy has been—you know. In fact, uh, who was it yesterday on one of the shows after the game? Uh, I think it was either Tony Gonzalez or who's the other guy? Mike Michael Strahan said at some point. The NFL just has, has to say, enough's enough, and you're done.
3: Some pretty good pickups by the Raiders in the offseason, Steve. Yeah. Captain Vontez Perfect. Yeah. Antonio Brown. Oh, yeah.
2: High, high character <laughs> guys. They, they
3: picked some good ones. Yeah. All right, let's take our first break. When we come back, Monday with Mitch. We don't have a ton of audio because they didn't have a – big crazy play oh well there's one that was a big crazy play that we do have the audio from that but we'll do that next you're listening to according to jim 96.7 fm kbbe
0: you're listening to the according to jim podcast with jim joiner and steve Sell. according to jim is brought to you by great plains federal credit union the Fieldhouse grill and taps brown shoe fit in downtown mcpherson next tech wireless
3: Back on this afternoon's, according to Jim, ninety six point seven FM KBBE, as the Chiefs survived in Detroit, Rock City yesterday afternoon. Steve, I have some great audio from the Chiefs Fox Football Radio Network. Of course, I always I, come up here after the games. I,
2: and I was here. I was listening to the highlights, the package they had, and the, and the one about digging the grave, or I can't remember what it was, grave digger or something like.
3: that. Oh, you'll you'll hear what it is. I've got that one recording. Okay, I the, th-
2: that was the one that really made me kind of laugh. So.
3: Regarding the honey badger. Yeah,
2: yeah. If you if you uh, if you. Di- uh, if you're listening to our Chiefs broadcast, I hope you're staying all the way through to the postgame because there's some great Mitch audio on there every every broadcast.
3: Yeah, for those of you that don't know, in the postgame, they always have two segments where they go through all of the the postgame audio and they recap everything and then they close things up. The, yeah, it's like a, usually about an hour after yeah, the game.
2: Yeah, it ends up being about a five-hour five, and five hour broadcast. Or it's a long broadcast. It is.
3: So our first piece of audio from the Chiefs Fox Football Radio Network comes early in the second half on a... Forced fumble by the Kansas City Chiefs defense.
1: Stafford in the shotgun. Now moves Marvin Jones Jr. to his right. Stafford to throw under pressure, pump faking. He's going to try to run for it, and the Chiefs won't get him back. there. there they fumble. Chiefs so pick it up at the end of the play, and Stafford fumbles it, and the Chiefs recover it, and the Lions get no points out of the drive at all.
3: That was a very big play in this game as the Chiefs were able to capitalize off of the Matt Stafford fumble deep in their own territory. And then, Steve, maybe my favorite play from the day and maybe my favorite call from the day involved Travis Kelsey. The tight end.
1: Second down and 12 at the Lion 46. Mahomes again being chased, trying to keep the play alive. Throws it sidearm. He's got Kelsey, flips it off to Shady McCoy, 20 inside the 15 as Travis Kelsey, the high school quarterback from Cleveland, Ohio, had the ball in his hands. As the defender came, he flipped it back. And the Chiefs rugby team gets a gain of 32 yards, and all of the ruggers in the Chiefs kingdom celebrate.
3: What did you think of the Chiefs rugby team, Steve?
2: <laughs> I thought the only thing – Kelsey thought it was a touchdown when he made that pitch, and and I, I just thought it was really good. I thought it was a great play.
3: Steve, here is the one that you were referring to, a big sack by Tyron Matthew, the honey badger, and Mitch, I think, had this one prepared as this was a great yeah, it, this, one-liner. I know what
2: this one is.
1: He, he teed it up. Lions are 4 of 10 on third down. They have third and seven here at their own 48. 27-23 Chiefs. Ten minutes to go in the game. They empty the backfield as Marvin Jones Jr. Receiver lines up over there to the right. A bunch now, a blitz. The Honey Badger chasing and sacks Matthew Stafford. The Honey Badger finds Larva in the Lions backfield. It's a loss.
3: He finds Larva. (laughs)
2: I think he's, he's been working on that one.
3: That must be what Honey Badger's...
2: And, eat. you know, the thing is, Tyron Matthew used to say he didn't like the name Honey Badger. but I don't know if he does. Apparent, I, I, apparently he does now. Cause apparently Mitch, is, Mitch does. M- maybe Mitch asked him because I'd always heard he just really detested that name.
3: The f- fourth piece of audio I've got here, I've got one more, but this is the game-winning touchdown and a pretty big touchdown Kansas City for Mitch
1: Holtus. Wiley, Irving, Ryder up front along with Schwartz. Kelsey tucked in there, off the right hip, handoff, Daryl Williams trying to dive, 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 touchdown, Kansas City! Daryl Williams gets barely into the end zone with 20 seconds left in the game to put the Chiefs up 33-30. Do you, th-
2: do you think Mitch has ever had as much fun doing Chiefs as he is right now? It's a pretty fun I, team. I, th- I think Patrick Mahomes has revived, not that Mitch's career was you know, in any, you know, bad or anything, but I think it has taken him to a new level where he is the elite broadcaster. I think he and Kevin Harlan are the two best going right now.
3: Our final piece of audio came on the final play of the game. Detroit had a pretty good look at the end zone a couple of times from around the 50, but Mitch was able to close things out for a Chiefs win.
1: Stafford takes it. Last play of the game. Chiefs lead 34-30. Stafford throwing it to the near side, and the pass is going to be knocked down by one Thornhill, and the Chiefs escape in Detroit with a gutsy victory, fueled by a 13-play drive to win it at 20 seconds to go in the game, and a 100-yard fumble return in the third quarter for a touchdown by Brashad Breeland, playing through the whistle, and the Chiefs stay unbeaten at 34-30 with a victory, going 4-0 on the year with a win in Detroit.
2: Something I've always wondered on hail marys on the last play of the game. Let's hear it. Why don't teams bring about six guys on a blitz and not let a quarterback just sit back? Well, there? that
3: happened on one of them last night. I
2: think I think, it was
3: the the Dallas game.
2: I think you should bring six guys, not let the quarterback just sit there and load up. Because basically, if, if you drop nine guys back, about four of them are just going to be standing there doing nothing. So go ahead and bring them. Don't let the quarterback set his feet, and be able to just launch a 50-yard pass.
3: We didn't really talk about the 100-yard return yesterday, Steve, and how big of a play that was. What a strange play. And I know that by the rules, it was the correct call. But, man, I, 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 I still don't like that somebody can be laying there in the middle of the pile, and it feels like the play is over. Then the ball pops out, and then somebody slides in there and is able to run it the other way. The emphasis is, let's let it play out, see what happens. And I know it worked for the Chiefs, but I still just kind of don't like do you, that. Do you
2: think Detroit was real happy with that officiating crew? Because they also had a... I know it got overturned in New York on the... The catch, touchdown in the back of the end was, zone? It was not... No, it, it wasn't, wasn't even close. It wasn't close. He it, was on, way out of bounds with the ball rolling his chest. The ball was chest. cradling around in his chest. But, but it just seemed like every call... There was no bad call. No. But it's just it, that play could have been ruled dead. Yeah. And, uh, th- yeah, what, what was it? There was one other call. Um, the I guess it did go Detroit's way. where The touchdown at the, the end? The toe tap on the. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. But for the most part, I just thought that was a very strange play where the ball's just laying there. No one's even looking at it, and then Breland picks it up and runs it. The thing is, you know, he was just kind of running, you know, half- you know, half speed, and then all of a sudden he doesn't hear any whistles. He says, well, I better run this in.
3: Steve, let's take our final break. When we come back, I can let you rant about the Kansas Jayhawks for a minute or two. K-State with with an ugly loss, to on Saturday. Why?
2: (laughs) Why do we want to talk about KU? That was miserable.
3: I'll let you air some grievances. We'll do that next. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE.
0: You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, The Fieldhouse Grill and Taps, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer's State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com.
3: Ramping up today's According to Jim, 96.7 FM KBBE. Steve, lots of things to get to this week. It was a pretty busy weekend, pretty busy week coming up. A lot of football going on, KU and K-State, ugh. Not good for either of them. I
2: thought the kind of loss KU had Saturday, they weren't gonna have any more. At least now I could see it at the OU, maybe.
3: Get down thirty-eight to nothing. Yeah,
2: or Texas. But I thought teams like TCU, Texas Tech, I was the Jags could be more competitive. That looked like Beatty 2.0 to me.
3: What about K-State? I know you didn't get to see I much. I didn't of get it. to see
2: it, and I really haven't read up on much. Um, I was a little surprised. K State sounds like they really struggled offensively. Yeah, but teams are figuring out they don't throw the ball very well. So,
3: well, they have thrown the ball pretty well all season so far.
2: Yeah, but they those look who they were playing. How many? I wonder how many yards they threw for on Saturday because it sounded like to me that they were th- struggling to throw the ball.
3: I thought I had heard 150 yards for Skylar Thompson, well, but at, I, college, I don't remember off the top football, of my head. If
2: You don't throw 250 in the Big Twelve. You don't throw for 250. You're, not doing, you're doing something wrong.
3: So KU and K-State both go down, and I'll be interested to see what K-State is able to do next going forward. Of course, the Jayhawks will be taking on Oklahoma.
2: Well, they'll have a crowd of about 35,000, and 30 of them will be OU fans.
3: K-State will be taking on Baylor this week.
2: And where's that at?
3: It will be in Manhattan.
2: Okay, I think they get that one.
3: I've got your final number here for passing yards, one hundred eighteen for Skyler Thompson. Now, see, that's what I, I heard. was thinking it was somewhere right around there. Yeah,
2: you you got to throw for more than that in the Big Twelve. You just can't you can't run the ball like Bethel College does.
3: That's true. Steve, later on this week, we can give your breakdown of the MLB postseason. Yeah. How you think it's going to play out, who you think is going to win the World Series. Yeah, sell
2: on sports is column tomorrow. That's my column for tomorrow.
3: We'll talk McPherson Bueller for week number five Bueller coming up week. on Friday night.
2: My column today at midkansasonline.com is all about Bueller week.
3: There you go. Wrapping up today's show for Steve Sell. I'm Jim Joyner. Thanks for listening to According to Jim. We'll talk to you tomorrow.